Nope. countdown uh back in the podcast booth it's been a little while for us a lot of things been going on obviously summer events and spring events and stuff like that uh, i am joel rather here with jason hirsch um and we have a guest today from our friends at numa um, scott pierman is, is with us today we're excited to talk to scott obviously anytime we can talk about numa gear we've been doing a lot of that this summer and kind of spreading the word um, we just did a couple giveaways from numa which is awesome um, and trying to get more people kind of involved and letting them know uh, about what they're missing out on so scott how are you today i'm great guys how are you doing we're good we're hanging in there yeah <laughs> so. no, it's been good uh, I, uh, you know all the events that we've had this summer uh we've been wearing our numa gear and gotten a lot of questions and actually seeing some more people wearing it. Um, yeah. You guys have been doing a great job of getting the word out social media wise. Uh, so credit to uh, your marketing team. Uh, every time I scroll Facebook, it's literally the first ad I see. Uh, it's either <laughs> Facebook or Instagram. It's literally the first ad I see. So yeah. uh, you yep. guys are making a push and uh, we've been proud to, to wear your gear for the last couple of seasons out in the field. And it's been, uh, it's been awesome, especially for me being a, a tall hunter. You guys making uh, tall gear for tall guys. Yeah. Um, I, call them, I call us normal human beings. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, been, it's been a phenomenal partnership over the, the last couple of years. So uh, we're, we're happy to have you here. Absolutely. Thank you guys. And we're happy to have you guys as well representing our brand. Uh, it's been a great relationship for the past couple of years and uh, hope to continue and keep pushing NUMA. Yeah, most definitely. Well, let's let's start with, uh, you know, kind of your journey. Um, we talked a little bit before the show. Uh, you and I actually met. Uh, I was lucky enough that we played a lacrosse game in, in my other job and um we were down in fort worth and and at that time i had contacted um well it would, wouldn't have been jen it was before jen and said hey i'm gonna be in town and you and uh there was two was there two or three of you guys came yeah. out and Couple probably I'm, yeah i'm guessing maybe your first lacrosse game ever so <laughs> definitely that was a new experience <laughs> but it was very cool i'm, I'm pretty sure y'all won that game y'all y'all beat the dallas team pretty good but uh it i was, don't remember it was, it was interesting nonetheless it was, it was fun yeah so it's uh yeah, first time you see an indoor lacrosse game it definitely throws you for i remember the first time uh was here in denver and you guys were playing was it Buffalo? And they were wearing all white and that big fat goalie that you guys used to have, uh, Alex something. Yeah, bouquet. Bouquet. Yeah. It, it just, I was like, dude, there's big hero six. Like Baymax <laughs> is in goal. And, uh, and, you know, just the whole dynamic of guys running on and off the field. And I think once you get accustomed to it, you, you get to figure out the game pretty quickly. And, uh, and then you just, then you just look for the violence. Yeah. It, it, is yeah. a very, it is a very violent game. Yeah. It, it was surprising how much it reminded me of hockey just without the yeah. skates and the ice part. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Very exactly. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do at NUMA? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll start, we'll start talking about 
some of the things uh, a lot of new things have come out here recently but let's let's Absolutely. start kind of with, with your role and and what you do with numa and then we'll kind of get into some other stuff Absolutely. So I started in NUMA roughly two years ago um, as just a customer service guy. I started out answering questions and phone calls, which I still do that to this day. But um, that was kind of my intro to NUMA, just talking about gear and, and talking about um, different hunts that people were going to go on and how I could help them uh, get the right gear for that. Um, as kind of time has progressed and I've been working with the company, I've been moved up into the manager role of customer service for Heated Core and NUMA. And love my job get to talk to people about hunting all day and and uh my passion is in the outdoors so i can't think of a better job for myself yeah that's uh that's kind of what what we want to do more of yeah like be in the outdoors <laughs> not be stuck in this facility <laughs> yeah so uh, we, we the the last uh, couple two well a month or so for us has been kind of nice because we feel like we've been a little more integrated we had western hunt fest which cool. has been awesome. And then last weekend we were actually at Total Archery Challenge. So um, it was nice to feel a little bit more integrated into that world o over the last month or so. And now we got full draw tonight. And then, yeah, we'll be actually Very at cool. uh, full draw film tour tonight, which is here in Denver, which should be, should be a good time. Have you ever went to one of those? I've never been to one of those. We actually were at TAC San Antonio this year. So we yep. set up a booth, did that, got to uh, see all the shooters and, and all that good stuff. Um, but have not been to the film festival uh, thing yet. Um, definitely would like to get into that and, and start kind of broadening the horizons as far as what all these different little expos and all that stuff that, that they yeah. do. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of them for sure, and I Absolutely. think what, what we've what we've come to find out is it's difficult to carve out enough time to to hit them all. I mean, we've got and we're supposed to have another archery shoot yeah. in like two more weeks with our friends at Kuchara, and I'm like looking at the calendar, going like, oh man, how are we gonna fit that one in? I, I don't know if a I death hike. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then uh, yeah, we should we should get you guys uh, involved in that. We've got about a 33 mile yeah, death ridiculous. hike up in August. Um, I saw the plants and I rolled my eyes and went, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, if you're feeling froggy, you can come up and hang out with us, uh, in, in August, it's, it's going to get a little Western. Where's this going to be at? Uh, up in the, uh, up near, uh, we'll call it steamboat west of steamboat. Um, gotcha. and it's about 10 to 14 guys. And, uh, we are going to hit the trail at about three forty-five in the morning. Yep. Um, wow. and the goal Try is and hammer out like 25 miles the first day or something like 20, that. I think it's 21, 21 miles the first yeah. day to get to a, a lake where apparently we're going to probably, well, collapse would be, we're going to, yeah, we're going to collapse and maybe, maybe throw a line <laughs> in the water if, if we have the energy to do so. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's extra jello. weight. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like crawl to the water's edge. <laughs> so, um, but that, that'll be exciting. So, but yeah. anyway, well, well, cool. Um, so was that your first total archery challenge that you'd been to? So we did it last year as well. Um, tax San Antonio. I'm thinking next year, uh, because we've done the San Antonio one now two years in a row, we were kind of thinking about broadening horizons and, uh, going to a few different ones, um, just to yeah. kind of get the word past Texas. Um, but it's great time. I've gotten to to shoot the little 3D archery courses that they have uh, once or twice, yeah. and uh, lost a lot of arrows. But hey, you know, got to start <laughs> somewhere, right? <laughs> that's tack. That, that's tack. That's tack. I only yeah. lost one arrow this year. I was super hey, pumped about good. that. 
But I'll tell you what, I took a lot. I took a lot of shots that I got stupid lucky on. Yeah. Like, you know, the one shot I posted it on our Instagram page, there was a gap about that wide to hit the target. And then next to it, there was a tree that had a gap about that wide. I shot that gap. Not not intentionally, but it worked. <laughs> yeah. So I got I got lucky on a whole bunch of shots this year. I did not. So <laughs> Yeah. That was that was amazing. Love, yeah. Yeah. But uh but it's 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 a lot of fun and, and definitely mm-hmm. uh just the community and, and everyone that's there. And I know um probably three three years ago, I think three years ago, uh Numa was at a few more shows and, and we actually linked up with the the team. They came to Colorado mm-hmm. and so we were we were fortunate enough. We actually did a podcast at the event with you guys if you haven't seen that one it's probably still on our on our page here but um cool well uh yeah you got you got to check out some more stuff we got to get you guys involved in in more things and in front of more people so um because i think the more that we talk to people and the more that we kind of let them know what numa is about and you know just just the small things i think that the stuff that we try to let people know about is just, you know, the sizing and the lifetime guarantee and, you know, just, just the comprehensive line from, you know, base layer all the way up to late season stuff. And then, you know, obviously we can talk about the heated core, uh, line as well. I I think for me, the sizing was the, was the selling point initially, Um, you know, the quality of the gear was, well, I, my, let's just say my options are extremely limited. I'm six foot eight. Um, so, you know, having gear that is, that fits is hard to come by. So sometimes I'm like, well, I have to buy this cause it's the only thing that fits. Um, Absolutely. the quality of the gear on top of that made it even more attractive to me. Um, you know, the pricing, the quality, and, and obviously the fit and finish of everything was, was my selling point. And that, that to me, you know, I, I, maybe I hit the lottery in that regard, you know, finding you guys, it, it actually ended up, uh, I had a mutual friend from professional baseball that uh, had known the guys that were running the company at the time, um, and they got me connected, and I ended up buying a set of gear from the outlet store because I wasn't really ready to fully commit, but I, I could uh, – I think I dropped 80 bucks on a pair of uh, Waypoint pants. Uh, or uh, I don't remember what yeah. – yeah, were they Waypoint? Or, Waypoint yeah. um, and it, I put them on the first day, and I was like – well, sweet. My ankles are covered. The, the waist fits well. I've got, you know, the, the fit and finish of it felt great. It wasn't heavy. Um, I was like, this is perfect. And, uh, and then that started the downward spiral of buying new McGear and, um, and then eventually getting hooked up <laughs> with you guys. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, <laughs> I said, for me, it was the fit because the, the industry just doesn't make stuff for guys like me. Um, you know, their long, we'll put it in quotations, long, um, pant is like 34 and a half inches. And I'm like, that's not long. That's a standard size. So, um, that was a, that was a huge selling point for me. And, and then getting to know everybody at NUMA, um, just made it more comfortable for us, uh, and want us to be part of that community. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, like you were saying, I'm just going to go a little bit off of that tall sizing. Yeah. Most of the, like you were saying, the tall sizes, most of the people we talk to, um, they're like, Hey, my tall size, I'd fit in, you know, I'm six foot, six foot one. And it's like, no, we're serious when we're talking about tall sizes, like six yep. foot three, six foot four and up is like our target point. And it's, it's an, it's, it's an uncaptured market. Nobody goes after it. And it's like, there's yep. still, there's still plenty of people who are in that taller bracket that need to wear good gear. And at the end yep. of the day, that's what we're all about at NUMA. We don't want to just sell you gear and sever ties right there and say, have a good one. Um, that That's what, 
you know, comes along with that lifetime warranty. And, uh, and we want you to just have good fitting gear that, that you're going to rely on and that you're going to want to hunt in, um, day in and day out. So. I mean, I wear it just around the house too. Like if I'm doing yard work yeah. or whatever, I'll throw the pants on and, uh, or Absolutely. shirt or, or, you know, when I go walk my dog, I think one of my early pieces that I had was the heated core gear and the Merino hoodie, which is my favorite piece of gear that you guys make. And yeah. I used to walk my dog around the lake, um, when it was snowing and all I would have on is my heated core gear and my hoodie and I was warm. And it was, yeah, yeah it's like, you know, people looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, dude, I'm toasty. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. you guys are so cold. I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice too because like you mentioned um, the uh, the Gunnison and uh, Waypoint. Like we've also made a push lately with a lot of more solid options that you can yeah. just wear as lifestyle and instead of just having to put on that camo when you might not want to. But yeah, um, yeah that's 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 our goal, man. We want to have comfortable fitting gear that that people want to wear. It's not just you know something that. <laughs> We're partnered with you guys, and y'all are just wearing it because, like, we love the fact that y'all actually do love the gear, and and y'all want to oh, yeah. help us, you know, promote it and all that. So, yeah, can't we'll, thank we'll you guys in, enough. Uh, we'll be we'll be in Numa full force tonight at at, <laughs> at uh, full draw. I got got the Pathfinder pan out, which we were, you know, at at TAC last weekend, and I was like, I think I, I have to get at least one more pair because I just wear these all the freaking time. Like anything we do in terms of scouting, going out, even like tonight, you know, just an event where, you know, it's just a comfortable pant, that solid color. Absolutely. So, and then uh, we just talk, came out with a gray and a uh, green too. That's what I'm talking about. So let's talk yeah. about that. Like, um, I think, you know, this spring, we kind of meshed up with Katie and Jen, uh, who, who work in house there and, and they've been awesome. Um, <laughs> I kind of, uh, gave them a wish list and they're like, okay. And, uh, we last year, unfortunately, uh, we learned the hard way that, um, we really should have had our, our NUMA rain gear and, uh, it <laughs> rained like four or five or six, it was a wet seven one. or eight days that we were, we were, uh, elk hunting. And so this year we will be, uh, fully prepared with that. But, um, That's I know good. at that time we were kind of going through and, and just as we had that conversation, you know, Jen was like, we got some new stuff coming. So let's talk a little bit about, um, the line. Let's talk about some of the new things that just came out. Uh, I'm super pumped about the solids piece. Cause as Jason said, uh, it's mm -hmm. nice to be able to wear good gear and apparel and stuff like that, yep. even if you're not going into the woods. And, um, so talk, talk a little bit about some of the new stuff that you guys just launched, uh, this spring. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I want to say four or five, maybe six items that we were, uh, just launched. Um, so first one would be our renegade pants. Um, so if you're familiar with the renegade series, um, we have yep. a quarter zip, a short sleeve and a long sleeve. Um, it's kind of modeled after those shirts, extremely lightweight. It's going to be the lightest weight pant that we've come out with so far. And so if you are hunting a lot during early season or you're in an area like Texas where I'm at, where it's already 110, it feels like every day here. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a great pant um, that we've never had before as far as that weight. Um, even the Pathfinder is a little bit heavier than that pant. And so that's going to be our, our lightest weight pant that we've ever um, released to this date. Um in addition, we also came out with the Renegade hoodie. Um, so that's kind of, once again, modeled after that oh, short nice. sleeve, that quarter zip yeah. in, the, um, in the pants. Um, the, the Renegade hoodie is kind of, it's made of the same polyester material, but it's a little bit more vented. It kind of has like 
um, I don't know how to describe it. It's got these like little neat, um, little knitted parts in it that are basically supposed to be better breathable. Um, it has a kangaroo pocket in the front, much like that Gunnison hoodie you're talking about right. that you like. It's my so, favorite part. Yeah, so that that's something you might have to get, and also it comes with a hoodie as well. So to me, nice. it's kind of like that uh, Gunnison hoodie just without the insulation part. It's very, very lightweight, uh, right, moisture-wicking. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. a huge fan of that. That that Renegade, um, you know, I last year was kind of the first year running that, and I, he's more of the, the hoodie guy. I'm more of like the quarter-zip guy. And yeah. so I, I ran that, that renegade, um, quarter zip last year. And I mean, it's just awesome just because of the breathability. Um, it Absolutely. is, it is a little bit lighter where, you know, the Merino is great, but you know, you go out in the morning and if, you know, it's chilly in the morning, it's, it's awesome. And then you get into that like mid morning time in September yep. and you just start sweating. And so I kind of like, almost like compare and contrasted those last year where like I'd wear the Merino and then, um, I'd kind of alternate and I'd go into that renegade and I found that I was a lot cooler wearing that renegade on, you know, day two and four and whatever. And so, yeah. um, I'm excited to maybe check out that renegade pan as well, because I think that, um, you know, here in Colorado, especially it's like, we could wake up in the morning and I mean, two it'll years, be 30 degrees yeah. and then warm up to 70 yeah, exactly. by the afternoon. And you're peeling yeah. layers off, shoving them in your bag. And yeah, right. it, it, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm wearing it or I'm carrying it. It's one of the two. Right. right? Absolutely. Yeah. That pants going to be great for uh, a lot of spot and stock elk hunts, um, where like y'all are saying, it, it warms right. up a lot during the day. And if you're moving, creating your own body heat already, um, literally, I think you'd probably be able to get away with just wearing a Merino base layer along with those, um, renegade pants and, as long as the you know temperature's not below like forty degrees or something like that, I I would think that you'd be fine. But, yeah, um, I mean even still, I like to I like to dress a little lighter just because I know yeah. once I start walking, I'm gonna get hot. Absolutely. And if I'm if I'm bundled up like I'm sitting there, I'm not much of a sitter. Um, I'm more of a uh, I like to walk, get my steps in. You know, I got to get that ten thousand steps in a day type <laughs> deal. Um, I, I like to, you know, once I start moving, it's the same thing with my, my hands. Like I don't put big, thick, heavy gloves on. I had, I had the uh, recon glove that I've run for the last couple of years. Um, and it's light enough that it keeps my hands warm in, in the morning. And then I can just pull it off, you know, mid morning or when I start walking and getting hot, I can feel my hands starting to sweat and then I'll be good for the rest of the day. But it's just that initial chill that we got to we got to worry about because you get up in the morning at four o'clock or three thirty or whatever it is, and you don't want to get out of your sleeping bag because it's warm and comfy. And so you start yeah. piling layers on because you want to feel like you're in your sleeping bag and then you start walking and it's like you're sitting in a sauna. Yeah. It's like, all right, I got to, so I got to, I got to think more logically here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, um, um, sorry, just continuing on with the, the, yep. uh, the new gear, I, I forgot to mention. So the renegade hoodie, I think the coolest part about the renegade hoodie, um, is that we also have an integrated face mask now with it, it kind of comparable yeah. to, um, other hoodies and lightweight gear that's out there. Um, and you can actually store, um, sew that away. If you, you know, not interested in wearing it, you can tuck it behind your head to where For it's sure. never in your way or anything. Um, we also came out with a belt. Um, it's pretty standard, like little loop belt. Um, we have a Pathfinder web belt and uh, it's nice. gonna come in two different colors. So that's first ever belt that we've had that I know of. I don't think that we've ever had a belt. And so- um, No, I don't think so. I'm, I definitely have checked that out. Is that, yeah. is that a, is that a uh, like- It's a flat belt, I'm is assuming, Is it a flat right? belt? Yeah, it's a flat belt. It's like, um, 
it's not leather. It's like you know, like that utility kind of. Um, yeah. Right. Like I a nylon fabric. Nylon, exactly. Um, right. It's kind of a tactical style belt that has yeah. um, a loop that goes in and then out through the other side, and you can pull it tight to where there's no, um, there's not yeah. specific holes where you could be in between one or the other. You can. Yeah, you know, cinch it down to where think, it fits. And like, I think the thing that you find too is like, as as nominal as that sounds, I have battled with belts and trying to find the right belt for like five years. Yeah, and well, so and, I and definitely when wanna... you wear a, a frame pack where you've got a big hip belt, if you've got a a thicker kind of obtrusive belt uh, yeah. on your pants trying to hold your pants up, that cinches down onto your hips and and restricts blood flow. So the flatter the belt or the lighter weight the belt yeah. the less intrusive that becomes when you're putting that hip belt on yeah well and and it's a, it's like this infighting going on with your waistline too because like you you have to have a belt on or it's like that that hip belt starts actually like pushing my pants down yeah. and <laughs> so and if it's too thick then it's like digging into you and you're constantly fighting with it like even last last weekend like i noticed the belt that i was wearing um because you're moving and whatever else it kind of is a loop through and and it kept just getting loose so then once it got loose then my my waistline or my pants kind of wanted to keep pushing down a little so, plumber's crack on the tack course yeah plumber's crack <laughs> on, uh, attack um so i definitely <laughs> definitely uh, am wanting to uh to test that out because that's you know it, like i said as nominal as that sounds a good yeah. belt on a, on a, on a hunt, especially when you have a pack on and everything else is like, it's hard to find. So, um, hopefully, hopefully you guys knock that one out of the park. That would be a huge help. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we, we need to get some sent over to you guys. Um, the, uh, also like each, each individual company has their own size belt loops too. And so it's, it's nice that we finally have our own that it's modeled after our size belt loops too, to where right. you know, I've heard of people saying that certain belts don't fit our gear, you know, depending on what, you know, third party belt they're using. Um, and so right. it's just a NUMA belt that goes with all the NUMA gear. And so if you're into NUMA gear, it's, it's, you know, another thing that you, you gotta should have, you. It, right? You, you yeah. gotta have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you can't wear a third yeah. party belt. What is this yeah. craziness? Come on. <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah. and, and so there's, there's a few other items too. I know you guys came mm -hmm. out with the alpha vertex pant, uh, guide coat. So maybe, maybe hit on those. Cause I know, yep. um, I'm a huge fan. Like be, I run pretty hot and last year I ran the, the alpha vertex. I just, I just go with the vest. I like, I'm always immediately hot so i just go with the vest and that thing was a game changer but also um now adding warm. the alpha vertex pant for that kind of like mid-season um you know talk about a few of those other items too gotcha um so yeah we we did just come out with um we we call it the garrison um it's it's kind of our guide style jacket um very yeah. very similar to the alpha vertex but without that insulation that is present in the alpha so i'm sure there were some days where you're wearing your vest even and you're like man this is this is pretty warm the alpha vertex yep. is amazingly um for how thick it is it's really insulated 100 grams of prima loft insulation and um it's windproof as well the garrison yep. jacket is just a step below that um it's going to be windproof as well um it's not going to have that exposed fleece liner and so it's going to be really for those um, guys that are in the field every day moving around a whole lot that don't need that insulation or you just don't get cold that often um, right it's gonna be that lightweight shell jacket that we offer um, that once again we've never really had it's always kind of been a, uh, a hole in our lineup and then also it's the first time we've ever come out with a black color 
Um, right. And it also kind of leads into our shooting shirts, which we have a black color for that. And we actually came out with a 2.0 shooting shirt. Um, our first shooting shirts were great. I didn't mind them at all. They were super lightweight and super breathable. Um, but I like this material that we have on our 2.0s. Um, it's a little bit more of like a uh, four-way stretch fabric. It's it's a lot more like some of these other companies you're seeing out there, like uh, say Burlabo and Poncho and stuff like that. So it's it's right. more on par with some of those new and uh, hot companies that are out there that are you know selling that kind of stuff. How does the uh, how does the Garrison compare? I have a Waypoint jacket, um, mm -hmm. which I absolutely love as a like a shell piece to go over the top of everything else. Where does the absolutely. that new Garrison fall in line, or where does my Waypoint fall in line with the uh, with the the new Garrison jacket? Yeah, so your, your Waypoint, the Selkirk, and the Palisade are always going to be you know your outer layer, most layers for your insulated um, layering system. So mm -hmm. the, the Garrison, I would kind of maybe not put that in the insulated category. That's more falling with our lightweight gear, like our Pathfinder, our Brush Guard, our Pursuit, um, Renegade, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's going to fall more into that category. If you were to wear it as a shell, um, it's going to be more of a standalone or like a uh, uh, maybe a base layer or a mid layer that you could layer over it if you'd like. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You touched on the puffy. That is my second favorite piece of gear. <laughs> Absolutely. My wife, my, I can't keep that one off my wife because when she walks the dog in the wintertime, it's always hanging on the, uh, on the coat rack and she hook. always puts it on. And I'm yeah. like, do you want your own? I'll just get you your own. Like, yeah. you, you know, we'll, we'll find a size that fits because it's very warm. It's lightweight. It's packable. Yep. It, has, Absolutely. it has become another go-to piece, especially for those colder temperatures. Yeah, yeah, I love the Palisade. That's the warmest jacket we offer by far. Um, I, When it first came out, I, I got my hands on it, and I wanted to wear it a lot at our warehouse during winter, and there were some days that I messed up and was, yeah, had salt stains on the outside of the jacket. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I got to take this off. You got to remember you're in Texas. It doesn't get that cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. I'm not in Colorado. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, living in Colorado, it's kind of like the go-to piece of outerwear. Yeah, it's a puffy. Sure. Yeah. If you don't have a puff, you're not a Coloradan. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's exactly. pretty it's pretty standard fare. So yeah. um like I said, that that puffy for me is my go to. Well and the yeah. and the beauty of that is is it essentially just packs into itself. Right. And so you know, Comes you with pack a that sack. Thing, yeah. yeah. And, it gets and, down pretty small. And it's like this big, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like for, for us this year, you know, stylistically, we've done everything from like the glamping style hunt where it's like <laughs> 16 by 20 outfitter tent we've got the grill we've got the you know the, wood the dome, yeah. we've everything. got ev everything under the sun <laughs> and and you know you get back to camp and you're pretty comfortable and then you fast forward and like look at what our plan is for this year it's going to be like whatever fits in my pack is what i'm going to have mm -hmm. and that includes Absolutely. a tent that includes you know all of my gear and whatever clothes i bring and food yeah and ounces matter now yeah and so it's like they do we we've we've kind of had this like slow burn into this hunt that we're going to do this year where it's been an accumulation where it's like well we need this and we're going to need that and we're going to need this and it's like all of those little pieces where now like i need to have the puffy i need to have the rain gear i need to have my kind of light lightweight midweight and all that stuff so that whatever we come up against we'll be prepared for and as he said you know i'm not packing in five extra pounds for you know big heavy gear that number one doesn't perform very well and number two i gotta carry every freaking where i go so 
Absolutely. Yeah, you definitely want to have gear that, that you're bringing in that it's lightweight. Um, the Palisade, once again, it's it's perfect for that, those those packing out hunts. Um, even compared to the Waypoint and the Selkirk, it, it packs down so much smaller than those items um, that, that if you're on those those day-long hunts or, or you're camping and, and you're out in the, the sticks, you know, 30, 40 miles, it's you got to have lightweight gear, and, and like you said, you don't want to be carrying extra pounds around that that you don't need to, unless it's serving a purpose for your your pack. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like honestly, I just just in saying that, like I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that really probably pushes my Selkirk a little bit over to the side because I'm like, it the can. Selkirk is is awesome, and I'm like, this last year or two or whatever, like for us. The Selkirk, because we don't do a lot of tree stand hunting and stuff like that. Winter time, we're not sitters. No, we're not yeah. sitters. <laughs> um, it, it's become like my go-to for waterfowling. Yep. Like yeah, when we are I've... actually sitting, like that coat yep. is money for yep. waterfowling. I have heard that, and um, it has that waterproof barrier, and so um, waterfowl works great for. It. I've definitely heard that before. Um, it's also kind of nice like so most of the people that we talk to on a on a daily basis they're they're not the type of guys like y'all are where y'all are going out there and and i don't know how often y'all are sitting in the in on hunts for more than a day or two but that's why that you know the selkirk and the the waypoint exists is because most of the hunters that we do talk to are are just going out there for the day and so those those pieces of gear do serve their purpose for what they're meant for but when it comes to like that extra you know, packing out and you're going to be, you know, stalking elk or something like that. Um, there's a little bit of a different mindset when it comes to thinking of, of that type of gear versus just going out there for a few hours, sitting in a blind and then coming back home. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. that that's, that's the beauty of it too, you know, as we kind of started by talking about, you know, the Marinos and the Renegades and, you know, you just kind of working your way. It's like the pursuit pant, um, which has become like my favorite the pursuit and the pathfinder pant for September, uh, and scouting and stuff like that. And then, you know, you, you work your way into more of the, the alpha vertex and, you know, a Selkirk or whatever. It's like, regardless of the kind and type and style of hunting that you do, you know, you guys have something that's going to fit every single one of those that, that, you know, you're not going to be like, Oh, well, I'm only going to buy one pair of pants or, you know, this is the only option that I have. Like, you have everything from that early to mid to late season covered for, um, or and you can even, mix and you can mix and match however, right. whatever your comfort level is. Yeah. And he's, Absolutely. he's usually a lot colder than me. So it's yep. like, I run hot. I got longer limbs. It takes a little bit while, <laughs> a little yeah. bit longer for that blood to get out that's to those extremities. Ways to Absolutely. Go. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing yeah. you do notice in my position. Um, talk to a lot of different guys. Some people are really cold natured. Some people are really hot natured. Uh, talked to a guy not too long ago that was telling me he was getting ready to go on a Alaskan hunt and negative temperatures and all he wanted to bring with him was like some pursuit pants and a renegade and I was like you're you're nuts dude like (laughs) it's crazy how there are so many differences among like what you can mix and match to to get to this temperature um I tell a lot of people on the phone like if you have a full setup or if you have say five or six of our pieces, um, you can kind of just play with it. It's almost like Legos a little bit. It's like, you know, you can step outside in the morning and and decide, Hey, I'm going to try this on this on, is this work? And then if it works great. And if it doesn't, it's like, okay, Hey, let me try this one now. And you'll, you'll find your, your sweet spots at your temperatures, especially if you're hunting in the same zones and regions a lot, you'll be like, okay, I need this for this temperature range and I need this for that. So 
Yeah. yeah. And I, I know my upper body gets way colder than my lower body. So I typically don't mm -hmm. wear a lot of heavy stuff down low. Yeah. Um, but up top I'll have, low. yeah, like I'll have, a, you know, I'll have three or four layers up top and I'll have, you know, uh, a base layer and just a waypoint or, a, a you know, another light pant down low because Absolutely. I know that my legs just don't get cold. No. Yeah. 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 We actually posted uh, a picture, uh, and, pretty sure he tagged you guys so our friends from uh the bow hitch who are down in new mexico uh yeah. we run we run the the bow hitch which is a phenomenal tool it's like if you don't have one of these just like side note like it's the best thing you can possibly put on your bow to be short plug to mondo hands free yeah to, our, to our buddy mondo hey guys joel here just taking a quick break from today's podcast to say thank you to our friends at numa not only do we love Numa Gear, we appreciate the support they've given us over the past couple of years and how amazing their gear is that we've been able to utilize out in the field. It's been absolutely awesome. And we wanna pass along some of those savings to you guys by giving you our exclusive H3O discount code. Use the code H3O20 at checkout, save 20% off your entire first order. That's right, 20%. Now, go to numaoutdoors.com forward slash hunt hike harvest and take advantage of this today lifetime guarantee on all of numa's gear which means they're always going to support you if anything should go wrong or fail with their gear and you know you're going to get your money and value out of that gear while you guys are at it please like and subscribe to our page we would greatly appreciate it go check out some of our other reviews some of our other podcasts on our page and be sure to leave your comments questions or anything else about any of our videos, including today's episode, we greatly appreciate that, and we're happy to interact with you guys. So thank you again. Now let's get back to the show, and we hope you enjoy the rest of today's episode. Pretty sure um, our store, Los Cazadores, so our brick and mortar store. I work for Numa, but we have kind of yep. we're all under a holding company, and there's a few different branches. Um, Los Cazadores is a brick and mortar store that we sell hunting blinds, all that kind of stuff. Um, we actually do sell the bow hitch out of that store. And so nice. it's a very neat uh, piece. It holds your bow to where you're not carrying oh, it yeah. around the whole day. And yeah, it's amazing. It's a game changer. It's, yeah. it's yeah. hands-free. It's all in your pack on your <laughs> hips. Like I wore it at tack the whole day. I'm like, dude, this is say. the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So tack but, is, I would... that's huge for tack. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So I, I go over to uh, to the, the booth and Mondo's uh, business partner, I look and I'm like, oh, hey. And he was wearing uh, the pursuit pant, the, the zip off. That's and awesome. so I was like, bro, we got, we got to get a picture. I was like, <laughs> I had the pursuit pant on the, re just the regular and he had the, the, uh, the zip offs on and, and uh, we, we tagged you guys on those, which is, I've, I've always kind of wondered, uh, you know, like what the reception on, on those are. Cause uh, like, I can't ever figure out when I would take them on or off. Like the or, convertible yeah, short pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it, like I saw, you know, it was hot up there and he was like, well, I'm just going to zip these off. And I was like, it's like a, it's kind of nice. like the mullet of pants, right? It's like, you know, party <laughs> really in the front is. or business in the front party in the back. Right. like, well, it's yeah. cold. I'm going to leave my pant leggings on. But now the, now the fun's going on. I'm going to go ahead and take them off so I can yeah. have a little more freedom. That's exactly. Funny. I think it's like the perfect tack party pant. You, you shoot in the morning with the, the full pants, right? And then when you're drinking beers in the afternoon, that's when you, you know, you take it to the mullet. Yeah, yeah when yeah. you get back and you're sweating your butt <laughs> off and exactly. you're like, God, I got to let these puppies breathe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was envious there for a little bit, for sure. I was like, yeah, it was like 80 degrees up there. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was now, cool. That was, 
Yeah, the pursuit zip offs are great. Um, we actually, it, it's kind of, it's funny that y'all mentioned that. We we are seeing that there is some struggle of people discerning whether it's like when is the time to wear it or not. Well, now you got me excited. I'm gonna wait I'm, once those, those hit the outlet. I might, yeah, be, there you might go. be on that. Exactly, they should be on there soon if they're not already. I want to say they might be. They, yeah, um, I'll take a look. Yeah, but anyway, so, so the Numa Pursuit Zip Off Pant is in the outlet for eighty bucks. This is good. Yeah. Enough. And it's ordered. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, I got a question about gloves. Yep. Any chance that you guys are working on a more insulated glove for, uh, you know, obviously you, you have, you know, the waypoint glove, you have the recon glove, um, which I really like. Um, but when I go duck hunting and I'm sitting in uh, the blind and it's, you know, 10 degrees outside, I could certainly use a little more insulation than just those two. So, is there Absolutely. any 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 options for a heavier <laughs> style glove coming? Yeah, it's uh, it's funny that you bring that up, and um, I'm gonna say it. I might get in trouble with my people back at Newman. Oh, but, breaking, um, breaking news! Breaking yeah, news! Breaking news here. So, uh, <laughs> so we have the waypoint gloves, the um, the recon recon gloves and we have the ranch gloves um oh, yeah. none of those are really insulated that much the waypoint supposed to be the warmest ones that we have currently i'm sure you guys are aware that they're not very insulated um no it's a fairly thin piece of leather yeah absolutely right or like a glove layering system that would be that would be nice too like where you've got like like a recon right which is mm -hmm. a merino base and then a heavier one that i can put on when uh when the temps drop below what I'm comfortable with. Absolutely. At one time we did offer some like glove uh, liners, I want to say, mm -hmm. but um, they were really thin and, and people would put holes in them pretty easily. And so I do think that that's something that we're talking about is where it's kind of like you could layer up with your gloves, um, but just not quite there yet. But yeah, we got a lot well, of things in the work. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait patiently. Patiently. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I had a question yes. for you guys. Sure. So I'm the tables uh, have Numa turned. <laughs> so Numa had asked me to uh, do a podcast, um, kind of start my own thing for Numa and and start interviewing people and, and stuff like that. How did y'all start the podcast and and uh, and what got y'all into it? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> well, we. So the the building that we are currently sitting in is. Uh, our other business as well, where, where we do all of our training and, and all fast performance, correct. Fastcolorado.com for, for the listeners. Y'all do the training there and like the gym stuff. I looked at y'all's yeah. Instagram yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so Joel, Joel's a strength coach, um, by trade cool. and I'm a baseball player by trade. Um, and years ago we joined forces, um, where I was running baseball program development programs and then sending my kids off, you know, to get strength work at Joel's gym. And then we decided to bring everything under one roof, yeah. um, which is where we're currently sitting now. Yeah. And so, then uh, I'll, I'll let you take over. From yeah. There. So uh, it, it was when we moved into this building, our building is about 12,000 square feet. And so obviously a large portion of that is, is where we do our training and that type of thing. We have Absolutely. some offices, we have a massage therapist and a nutritionist and a sports psychologist. And, um, we actually have a conference room where we do educational stuff. And it just so happened that the room that we were sitting in, we were like, 
what are we going to do with this room? And as luck would have it, um, this this little uh, thing called COVID hit. And, um, <laughs> Is that luck? I don't yeah. know if that's luck. Cause, that was, uh, that, we that opened was, our business in uh, yeah. February of 2020. Yeah. That was oh, sarcasm man. at a very <laughs> and, uh, level. And immediately shut down two months later. Yeah. So yeah. so what, essentially what happened was is we looked at this room and, and you know, I don't know if it was – I won't take credit or anything. as kind of collectively between all of us were like, well, we should build this out into a media room. You know, we've always had an emphasis on education. We've always had an emphasis on trying to, you know, generate content. And, you know, just in the day and age of where – all of this stuff is in terms of either growing your brand or visibility or marketing or whatever that looks like. And so, uh, this room, I mean, we sound, we've got soundproofing on the sides and, and we kind of built this back wall up and, and it just became something where we pieced this together to what you see today. And, and we've actually between either being on podcasts or we run one on our performance side. And then obviously we run this one through uh, the H3O side. It was just kind of a feeling out process. And we really had no well, idea. We also have a lot of friends and connections in the industry that are fairly famous people. And so during COVID, when we couldn't train anybody, we decided, well, let's just talk to these people and, yeah. and build out episodes based around, you know, certain things, right? Whether you're talking to another strength coach, you're talking to a professional athlete, we're talking to, you know, hunters, we're talking to, you know, industry professionals. Um, and since we couldn't train anybody, we figured we might as well just put a bunch of stuff in the can yeah. and slowly release it over time. And then when things opened back up and we started training, um, the podcasting side of it kind of slipped a little bit as we were trying to get the business going again so that we could stay in this building. Um, and so now we do podcasts, you know, when, when we can get our friends on or, you know, our colleagues, you know, everybody's got busy schedules, obviously. Uh, but there's literally, if you, if we turn the camera around, there's literally a laundry list of the who's who of, you know, the strength and conditioning industry or professional sports or whatever yeah, it might be targets. that we know. Um, that we we want to get on a podcast and have discussions and just conversations, Absolutely. you know, and, you know, on the H3O side, we've had guys from, you know, like yourself from from Numa to my buddy Alex Harz, who summited Everest. We did a three part series on on his training and preparation and then obviously his his eventual summit of Everest. Um, you know, we've crazy. had guides on we've had uh yeah. um you Jason know, Phelps. yeah, we've had a, any number of of the industry professionals that um that we feel like people would want to hear from, you know, they're, they're obviously, you know, the podcasting market is, yeah. you know, immensely Massive. saturated. Um, Absolutely. so, you know, just the idea that these guys would actually even just give us the time of day or even answer an email, um, was phenomenal. But the, the fact that they're willing to come on our podcast and have a conversation with us, um, you know, being little old us type deal, yeah. um, was, was awesome. And, you know, that's the one thing we found in this industry, um, this outdoor industry is just that the friendliness and outgoing that, that we see that we don't get in our other lines of work. You know, Joel is the strength coach, me as a baseball guy where, you know, people in our industry are more interested in slinging mud and, and, and throwing arrows than, than to sit down and have conversations about, you know, various topics or even differences of opinion. Um, mm -hmm. and so that's, that's kind of how the podcast itself initially got started. And then now, you know, when, 
when we have friends that want to come on or, you know, there's somebody we just met, we're like, hey, that's a really interesting story. We'd love to get you on a podcast and talk about it. You know, that's kind of how it's progressed, where it's not just, you know, anybody to do it, but it's people that we feel like have uh, great stories or great conversations that we can have online. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like right when COVID started, y'all y'all found a way to it's like keep putting out. We had to do something. Content, it, yeah. yeah. While also, yeah, and then it kind of died off COVID, and then it's like you get back into the training regimen and all that. But it's awesome. Yeah, you know, we're you we're not ones it. to just sit around on our thumbs and and wait for stuff to happen. We yeah. we like to make sure that we've got a lot of irons in the fire just in case. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Always have a backup plan. Yeah. That's it. So that applies outdoors as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then I, I spent some time after college up in Vail, Colorado. So I took a job um, right out of college at Four Seasons Vail and yeah. had a blast up there. Um, Colorado is so beautiful. Yeah. Can't, <laughs> yeah. Can't complain. And you, where and you, you left? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I did. Uh, Vail was very limited on housing. Um, yeah. You mean ex- <laughs> expense, limited yeah. as an expense, aka yeah. expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, our, our other business partner, the other, the the third head of this uh, this trio, um, ran ski and snowboard um, Vail for like twenty five years. So cool. a lot yeah. of the alpine athletes that you see in the Olympics and stuff are, are people that that he's worked with and. Um, he does a lot of our data science stuff when we, when we start doing things like the pack out challenge where we're, you know, you're wearing heart rate monitors and collecting data and things like that and trying to figure out, you know, um, you know, what altitude training looks like. Cause if it, I mean, that's at the, at the core of what H3O is, yeah. you know, we, we, we are trying to bring a science-based approach to training for the outdoors, not a, you know, uh, you know, uh, we'll call it a CrossFit box type deal or, you know, just a general strength program, but more specific style of training where it's functional for what you're doing, or you might have deficiencies. Like I've got bad knees. Um, so I have to train in a different style than somebody else might than Joel might, right? Joel's got a bad back. So he's got to train in a different way that I would, that I would train. So, you know, it's bringing that idea of a data driven, um, science-backed um, approach to strength and conditioning for the outdoor hunter. Absolutely. Yeah. And targeting muscles that are going to help you rather than just, you know, bench pressing and curling. Right. I mean, the, the beach body is, anymore. yeah, the beach body is great. You <laughs> yeah. look great, but, you yeah. know, and we've seen it in the packout challenge, uh, which we do at Western Hunt Fest, where yeah. you, it's a simulated packout. So you're taking... 280 pounds worth of sandbags around a course and that course is obviously not flat it's got some undulation some hills and declines and there are guys that come up former military you know and they they get all macho and red-blooded and they they're like i'm just gonna overload this pack and just just redline it and they'll go out and 45 you know minutes to an hour later they're still out because they overlaunched, right? No matter, you yeah. know, they're big and strong, but their bodies are not capable of performing at that altitude, you know, over that kind of a terrain with that type of load on their back. Where yeah. the guys that are a little bit more sane and logical when they approach the pack out challenge are taking slightly lighter loads or training mm-hmm. more appropriately, right? Or they're training more appropriately exactly. and they are able to move around that course a lot faster. And that whole idea of, you know, figuring out what my body is capable of doing before I actually practically apply that in the woods is Absolutely. immensely 
beneficial to the hunter, yeah. right? If you put an animal down that's three miles from camp, you're not going to sit there and try and overload your system because it's going to take you four hours to get back and you may not even have everything. Whereas if I took a lighter load, maybe it takes me an hour, hour and a half to get back, but now I can go back and do it again because my body is still has enough energy. My muscles are still functioning the right way, you know, and you know, you take into account altitude and, and all those other things. And, you know, that whole program is, is all, you know, science backed, uh, and base program. We're using things like a load speed index. And, you know, a lot of that research comes out of the military, um, you know, from a rucking perspective. So it's bringing in that type of knowledge and, and empowering those outdoor athletes with that information that allows, you know, our program to exist. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. really cool. Y'all apply like science to it and it's, it's, Almost in such a way that that you're you're thinking of it from a logistical standpoint of like what can I you know is my body even capable of carrying all this stuff or like you said can I just make two trips and I'll even have energy after those two trips because I didn't wear myself out you know overloaded yeah. with pounds and all that so right and yeah, that, that you know the pack out neat. is great because if you've never packed out an animal and you don't know what it feels like, you can do this effectively without consequence, right? Because right? Mm -hmm. you're not going to lose meat. You're not going to be spoiled. You're not going to, you know, you might injure yourself, I guess. But if, but you're, you're, you're learning what that feels like on your body, yeah, right? Absolutely. And then the other side of it is you're figuring out what am I capable of doing in a practical real world application, yeah. right? Yeah, and the only, the third reason you would do it is because you're macho and you want to try and win the competition. We have a few of those guys, of those, yeah. right? Which yeah, we've had guys that go like, well, I, I like hunting and I just started elk hunting, but I've never done this. Yeah. Right. And then we've had other guys that are like, well, I just want to find out where I'm at, like training wise. And I think that our event is really good for that, which is like, you learn, like, are you where you need to be come September, October, whatever. And then you've got some other guys that have showed up to our events who are like, I'm here to win this freaking yeah. thing. Not that I literally trained for this event. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and those, those guys are, are built a little different. And, and here's an, here's an awesome anecdotal piece as well from a NUMA standpoint, right? Because when you're doing a pack out like this, right, you're relying on your gear to help you get around this course. So at our last event in Bailey, we had two very young, um, athletes, actually the youngest that have ever performed uh the event they were 15 and 14 years old yeah they wow. showed up in blue jeans and t-shirts <laughs> and you know like a surplus military backpack um yeah. and and the the girl had a uh, like a hiking backpack like an osprey or something like that yeah. and so they attempted the elk challenge right 280 pounds these two and they were going to try and do it in uh one trip and so the, the timer starts when you touch the sandbags and start packing your bag. So we're watching these guys try and pack and going, this is a total gong show, right? Like, that, yeah, yeah. That, like sandbags are falling out. They can't zip them up <laughs> and they're trying to get them on and they, you know, mm -hmm. it's too heavy for their, for their bodies to lift. And so yeah. then eventually they get everything up that we gave them a little bit of help and they started walking out. Well, like an hour goes by. And we're like, all right, we someone's got to go check on these two kids, right? Because yeah. this is getting this is getting dangerous. Joel went out and found them, 
and they had basically stopped because their gear was failing right yeah. their 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 bags were falling out of the you know the backpacks wouldn't carry that kind of weight and Absolutely. so they ended up coming back and effectively not finishing so that next day we were heading out to the event and we're like man i wish those two kids would show back up and we'll put them in lighter gear or we'll, we'll give them the lighter loads. So we have a, a women's division where they pack out a mule deer. It's like 180 pounds instead of 280 gotcha. pounds. Yeah. Um, so we're like, I want to see them do the mule deer because I just want to see them complete the course. Well, right Absolutely. before, right before the competition started, we had a NUMA bag Crestone. that uh, the Crestone pack that we have been carrying around for a little bit. I bought it a couple of years ago. Um, we tested it out. Joel Ward in the field, a bunch. And uh, we're like, Let's give that pack to that kid and see what happens. So That's Joel awesome. gave him a little crash course in the Crestone and how you use a frame <laughs> pack and they fit it to make sure it was right. And they That's loaded great. everything up and they finished in like 30 minutes. They did the whole course in 30 minutes with the correct gear. And so when they got done, you know, everybody's applauding because, you know, obviously these two young kids had failed but came back and, and got redemption, which was awesome. And then that at is. the end of the and then at the end of the event as a uh, as a, you know, uh, a, I don't know what to call it a reward or a surprise or a thank you, whatever it was, we ended up giving that Crestone pack to that kid. And he was eternally awesome. grateful because now he can go out in the woods with proper gear and know that whatever he was able to put down, he was going to be able to bring back to camp. Yeah. Yeah. That brings up a great point. It's just, just like what y'all are saying about this industry is uh, I've never seen an industry that's so welcoming and caring about everybody and, and trying to help. It's like, for instance, it's like that, that right there, that story would have made it worth it for that whole event. Just hearing about some kids who came out and failed the first day and they came out the next day and it's like, Hey, if we change a few things here and we kind of can, you know, um, alter your way of thinking a little bit, you can be successful and you can do this. It's just, you know, you can't slap 250 pounds on your back at 14 and expect to just be able to huff it, yeah. you know, like, you know, you just got to go out of a, a smarter way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, you know, part of that is age and, and lack of yes. experience of and knowledge. Right. But we, that's the, you know, the purpose of that event too, by the end of it, that kid was properly equipped and had mm -hmm. the, the correct knowledge for when he goes out into the field. And he had the support of everybody else who was there. Like they were the youngest at this event by far. Oh, yeah. You Absolutely. know, at 14 and 15 years old. I mean, the average age of the contestants is probably in the mid 30s with the oldest mm -hmm. athletes being in the in the early to mid 50s. Right. Yep. And so the idea that they even had the balls to show up and attempt exactly. this challenge in front of everybody else was kudos to them. Yeah. But, Absolutely. and then also coming back the second time and not, not being scared to fail again or potentially exactly. fail again, yeah. um, gives a lot of credit to them, but also the community that we are in encourage them. Yeah. Like we are very supportive. We're like, we want you to do this and we want you to succeed because mm -hmm. that's what this event is about. Yeah. I'll, I'll find some of that because we, we definitely uh, film some of that and we've got some, uh, there's I, some we, good pictures, some pictures, I think Mike took some like, awesome yeah. pictures. And, uh, I'll try and get those and, and either include them here or, or uh, we'll share them and obviously tag you guys. So, but before, yeah. I, I do want to ask you, since we're talking mm -hmm. about hunting and we're talking about, you know, getting, getting out into the field, um, you know, talk a little bit about your evolution because you kind of mentioned, uh, when I was talking with Katie, she's like, ah, oh, he's super, you know, pumped about getting more involved in it, you know, kind of talk Absolutely. about your, your own experience and, and evolution as far as, as the hunting world goes and kind of your, yeah, how'd you end up in NUMA? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it all kind of, from the very beginning, I've 
kind of grew up and I was more of a fisherman than I was a hunter. Um, every year my family goes, uh, we have a family reunion down in uh, Port O'Connor, which is a uh, little city on the coast down in Texas. Um, and we would go there every year and, and basically fish and kind of have a big fish fry. And uh, that was probably kind of what got me into the idea of, of like not just fishing, but hunting as well. Um, and then I've always had some buddies growing up that were in it and uh, probably went hunting maybe once or twice as a kid, didn't thinking anything of it as far as I wasn't the one shooting the gun, just kind of out there hanging out with them. And then um, at some point um, I had a buddy who asked me to go on like an actual uh, archery hunt with him. And so I sat in a ground blind at 20 yards away from these animals and watching them walk in and uh, got to watch him, you know, kill a doe and uh, do that experience. And just kind of it clicked that time I went um, it was super exciting you know get to watch deer come in you know that are 20 yards away from you and they have no idea that you're there and and it's a game of being as quiet as you can and if you do something wrong they're gonna hear you and take off and so um, that's kind of what got me into it and then uh, working for Numa and Los Cazadores I have a connection with um, buying a bow and so I bought a bow and then Went with my buddy a few more times. It's in all that, downhill in that from there. I was to say, don't <laughs> don't buy the bow because that's all downhill. <laughs> yeah, I bought the bow and then um, with Numa once again. Um, so I actually got the job from the buddy who took me hunting. He was working for Numa originally. He took a job at another uh, outdoor company and, and kind of moved along. But um, he, I kind of got real big into it. And at some point, Numa was looking for another customer service um, guy, and they hired me on. And when uh, my buddy left, I took over his role of, of manager. And uh, yeah. it gets crazy. But um, so I got to do that. And uh, man, it's it's infectious. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I'm addicted now. And so uh, everything I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to get more experience. Um, I don't have my own personal hunting lease or anything like that, but you know, moment any of my buddies call or if anybody has a place, I'm out there and I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about Texas is it's like all private land. There's like exactly. very little public land that you can hunt in Texas, and yeah. you know, completely mm -hmm. different than the style of hunting here in Colorado, where you know there's a vast majority of public lands to hunt. So it's a completely different style down there. Yeah, well, that's we're... what I'm finding out. Is is there's so many different styles of hunting across just the United States up north there's a lot of um you know blm land and, and just public hunting land you always have to wear that blaze orange and it's like mm -hmm. just coming from texas uh the kerrville uh hunting that's where i usually hunt where it's it's you know they're they're free range deer um you know when they're coming in i almost feel like they know that you're there because they're twitching and stuff and it's you can tell they're extremely skittish i mean i i shot um one or two arrows uh last season a few deer and I'll, I'll be honest. I clean missed them. You know, they ducked that arrow mm -hmm. real fast. Gosh, I've never and... missed. You never <laughs> missed? Wait a second. Weren't we just talking about tack? Oh, wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, those were standing still. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's, that's part of it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's amazing. You know, you, you hear people talk about that, you know, like yeah. I jumped the string and whatever. I mean, their mm -hmm. senses and awareness and stuff like that, albeit, you know, what it requires to get to that moment. Does it, you yeah. know, you can be. 10, 15, 20, you know, whatever. You could have everything rate. right. Everything can be right. And there's still absolutely. something goes wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and yeah. also it's like, I'm still new enough to it to where like, I do need to get some more experience probably in my home state of just doing more hunting. But um, the elk tags sure. in Colorado, uh, that's all I'm thinking in the next two or three years, I'm going to be trying to pull tags in a lot of different states and try to start sure. that, that thing. 
Well, come out and, and join us. Yeah. We'd love to have you yeah. on a hunt. Yeah, man. I would love to come hunt with you guys. It'd be a great time. We we can make it happen. We we I know a guy. We we talk about it all the time and just kind of expanding. I think you know the hard part for us is that you know as we approach every season, we have so many different conversations and we meet different people and and you know to try and just get ahead of all that stuff where we just really have a lot of I think desire to hunt with some other folks and see different country and do different styles of hunts and all that stuff. And, um, I think for the last like three, three to four years or whatever, it's like, we get closer season. We're like, well, it's just going to be the two or three or four of us or whatever. Like it usually is because it just takes a lot of work and, and, um, you know, you almost have to just commit to that stuff. And, um, everybody kind of, I mean, especially I think as you get more into, um, you know, the industry, you know, we talk to guys like Jermaine, you know, Jermaine's a Newman guy too. And, and I'm like, God, oh, what are you doing? He's like, uh, and he was kind of like ho-humming a little bit kind of under the breath about a pretty cool hunt he's doing in Idaho. So it's like, <laughs> well, so I guess we're not going to, you know, I'd love to try and hunt with you sometime and that this year's not going to happen. And you know, so yeah. it's like, you keep talking to folks and everybody's making those plans and uh but we're we're gonna we're definitely gonna keep exploring that and, and hopefully either... there's a lot of country out there yeah for sure yeah <clears throat> so it is crazy how fast it all comes and goes um you know i feel yeah. like it was it was march not too long ago and i was thinking i was like okay we got a few more months until hunting season and all of a sudden i feel like okay we're like a month or two away from yep. hunting season now yep. and it's go time and then it's going to be oh, over yeah. before we know it so for sure uh, it's yeah. the same thing when we talk about training Right. Everybody wants to start training when they're thinking about like, oh, crap, I'm going hunting next month. I should start training like, eh, yeah, maybe you should have started four or five months ago. Yeah, yeah. you should. Yeah, have it's not, it's not that year. easy. It's like, oh, it's be, you know, beach body season coming up. I think I'll, I'll start hitting the gym now. I'm like, yeah, you're a little late to the party. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You're still going to be fat and disgusting on the beach. It's OK. And that's where the events have been helpful, I think, for us over the last you know month or so. It's like. Western Hunt Fest, and then uh, 4th of July weekend, I did a bunch of stuff up in the mountains, and then we had TAC, and it's like I went back and looked, and I'm like, I put probably close to 30 to 35 miles on, you know, up in the mountains in the last three weeks, and I'm like, probably needed that because uh, yeah. it is getting time and, you know, start <laughs> put, putting some mileage on, and obviously we're in a gym, which doesn't necessarily mean that you work out every single day. It's like you still have to put in the effort and you still have to try and find time. Yeah. And you still have After to you train them. everybody else, then yeah. you have to find out, find time for yourself. Right. So I'm sure that can but, be, um, you're like, I don't want to train myself after I've spent all day training other people. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, but you, you have to find ways to get it done. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, cool. Well, um, before we started, you're like, oh, I don't know if I have anything I could talk about for more than like 45 minutes. And we're now, yeah. we're, we're an hour in, Bubba. We're, we're, at we're an hour. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. You guys were, uh, I really appreciate y'all having me on and, and allowing me to talk to you guys. Uh, I'm kind of getting, like I said, I'm new into this and, and trying to dive in and figure it all out. And, uh, it was incredibly easy talking and, and I was surprised that it's, it's not, it's, 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 there's a lot to it, but, but it's, it's not that big a deal. No, it's yeah. a conversation yeah. for sure. Yeah. So before uh, before we sign off here, when, when do we have a do we have a launch date on the new gear? I think we're pretty much done with the new gear that we have coming out this year. I think this pretty year. much we we focus on a lot of solids and lightweight gear this year. Um, okay. We just hired a new gear um, engineer 
uh, from Sportsman's Warehouse, and so he right now is going through our entire lineup and couldn't even tell you how many samples he has on his desk right now. Tweak, so, tweaking and we modifying. Have a lot of, a lot of yeah. different things that are uh, in the works, and uh, we're we're pushing on the accelerator big time. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, it. you can get your That's gear it. at numaoutdoors.com. Make yep. sure you use code H3O20 at checkout. Save yourself 20% off your first order. Well, of course. Quick little plug right there. And uh, <laughs> Scott, we appreciate uh, coming on with the podcast here. And uh, hopefully we have some, some good future conversations as well. Yeah. 100%, Absolutely. Man. Yeah. Thank you guys you. so much for yep. having yep. me on. Yeah. We appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds great. Y'all have a good one.